You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mento Kings. The run healed. The Brewer touch pass. Burns two hand flush. Healed with a steal. Healed with a layup. But he healed with a steal and a hoop. Joseph working on the left angle. Takes the baseline, circles into the basket, feeds it out to Bogey. Going to try for another three. Bring it up. He's got back-to-back three-pointers. And the Kings go back on top. Grabbed by Buddy Heald. Bases into the front court. Weaves right, left, right. Misses the layup. Stick back. Trailing the play. Harrison Barnes with a putback. Those are the Sacramento Kings. Last year, the Kings won 39 games and were ninth. But nine games out of... The playoff spot, and this is the year everyone is so excited for them to make the run. But the start of the year, 0-2. Buddy Heald has been fabulous, as you heard there. 25 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. He's also got De'Aaron Fox as a lightning-fast point guard. who's was one of the most improved players in the NBA last year. Fox last year averaged 17 points and 7 assists for this team. That Last year, under Dave Yeager, was the 17th-ranked offense and the 18th-ranked defense. But now under the direction of Luke Walton, they are hoping to change, and thus far they have not. They are the worst half-court team in the NBA in the opening two games. They have been awful against both Portland and Phoenix when they were in the half-court. They last year took 57 of their shots a game in the first half of the shot clock and had 21 chances in transition. So this is a team trying to learn something brand new in all regards there. They'll start... Bielitsa in place of the injured Marvin Bagley. The Utah Jazz come in at 1-1. One and one. Donovan Mitchell has been brilliant. 28 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists a game. Here's Dan Roberts with the starters. Introducing tonight's starting lineup for our Utah Jazz brought to you by Science Bank. Starting it forward, wearing number 44 at 6-8 from Croatia, Boyan Bogdanovic. Starting it forward, number 23 at 6-4 from Baylor, Royce O'Neal. The starting center, number 27 at 7-1 from France, Rudy Gobert. On the guard line, number 45 at 6-1 from Louisville, Donovan Mitchell. And at guard number 10, at six feet from Ohio State, Mike Conley. The Jazz are coached by Quinn Snyder. In the city of stars, the Utah Jazz were unable to shine, predominantly on the offensive end, as the offense fell flat against Anthony Davis and the Lakers. LeBron misses the free throw, goes and gets his own miss. Kick out to Daniels. Four seconds left in the quarter, it's good! And the Jazz are all of a sudden being run out of the gym. Tonight, they look for a throwback theme and hope to find the pick and roll magic that once lived with Stockton and Malone. Donovan works right to left, rolling his Rudy to the rim and he hammers. Put that one high up above JaVale McGee. The opponent with high hopes is suddenly not feeling much 
like a king. The Sacramento Club is 0-2 to start, despite the sharp shooting of Buddy Heald. Heald picks it up. Heald for three at the horn. Banked it home. That's the second one he's banked and he didn't try to bank it in. The Kings score 78 first half points with purple all around the building and the mountains raining high. It's the Jazz and the Kings. Tip-off is now. So, David, what should we look for tonight? Obviously, the defense has been pretty good. I think the transition defense of the Jazz is a key to stopping a team that likes to push the ball up the floor and take early shots. Now, we have to keep them off the three-point line there as well. All right, the Jazz ran through four plays and shoot-around today. Well, look at those. The first play offensively, Ron, what are we going to get? Well, the first play you're going to get, if what they're looking to get anyway, is a, is a very hard cut there by Donovan Mitchell. They're going to, uh, Royce O'Neal's going to come up, set a screen, and Donovan's going to hopefully be able to go all the way to the basket. If that doesn't happen, then Rudy Gobert goes to the weak side, and he's going to set a pick for Bandanovic. Bojan, anyway, who's going to come off the screen and hopefully he can get a jumper there around the free throw line. It's going to work. It's going to be a Donovan Mitchell layup because they're going to make Nima Bialica play defense, and it's the first sign of what they're going to do all night long, which is make Nima Bialica move his feet and play defense. Yeah, once they once Royce O'Neal blows out and clears that right side, the, the defense doesn't know that, so Donovan's going to blow by him, hopefully. We'll see what happens. We believe. All right, opening tips controlled by the Kings. We'll have to wait a moment for that play. De'Aaron Fox has got it. And here are the Kings in the half court where they've struggled badly. Buddy Hilds their leading scorer, guarded by Donovan. Jazz in their purple mountain uniforms. Into the left block, it's Bielitz. This is the first play the Jazz walked through today. They'll go into the post. Donovan has turned an ankle on the first play of the game. And a three for the Kings as Donovan... Donovan was got caught up on a screen and either turned an ankle or got a... Hand. Charlie Horse. Here's Royce to the elbow. Donovan's going to run right off and get the handoff. Attack Bielitz into the basket. But Donovan is gimpy. Donovan has done something to his left leg and is trying and got the foul on Bielitza so he couldn't drive to the basket. See if Donovan can get his movement back. He got hit on a pick on that first play of the game. Mike Conley inbounds. Bogdanovich comes to get it off the Gobert pick with a left-hand dribble to the basket, all the way to the cup, missed it. Rudy taps the rebound, he gets fouled as he's trying to control it. Well, that's a good sign with, with uh, Borjan going all the way to the basket. Jumped off the right foot, but it shows that that ankle is not going to be a problem tonight. Well, he is just tough. Three-nothing Sacramento. Conley inbounds a game. Looks like the similar play to a moment ago. Yep, exact same. This time Conley, though, comes to get it off a Gobert pick. Mike gets to the free throw line, puts up his right-hand floater, no good. Rebounds tapped around, grabbed by the Kings. Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox are their lightning-fast backcourt. Bielitz is their stretch four. Harrison Barnes will play in the post in some isolation. Dwayne Dedman is their center, plays a stretch game. Fox, half-court possession for the Kings where they struggle. Mid-range jumper, no good. Rebound comes down to the Jazz, 3-0. Double stagger for Conley, working right to left. He gets the switch of Deadman. Comes back out, swings it to Donovan. Donovan blows by Heald to the window for the layup. It swirls around and out. Heald on the run. Heald loves to just fire. Knocks Conley to the ground. Bounce to Fox. Transition opportunity. Bielitsa for three, no good. Bojan backs 
Boyan backs it back out to Gobert. Here come the Jazz on the run. Conley lobs it. Gobert's there. His back's to the basket. And he just puts it over his head and in while facing the other direction. So it makes you question the, the, the transition defense now of the Sacramento Kings. Kings have been good in first halves, miserable in second halves. Harrison Barnes off a pick. Deadman goes down. Boyan is going to be called for the foul. Ryan Forte. Son of, of oops, sorry, Ron. Yeah, you as can one tell. of the officials. Yes, yeah, son yeah. of former NBA official. Yes, he's one of the few that have had father-son officials in the NBA. Scott Foster, probably the most well-known NBA official is the game today. Darren Fox, high pick and roll with Deadman, gets to the elbow. This is a half-court set. This is where they've really struggled. Fox fading, missing. Offensive rebound, Deadman falling out of bounds, saves it to Brian Forte. He was the aforementioned official a moment ago. He's actually not supposed to make that play. He lets it go out of bounds, and it's the Jazz ball. So we're seeing it already. Kings are a totally different team in the half-court versus transition. Last year, under a different direction, they were 13th in the league offensively after a miss, first in the league after a turnover, 26th after a make. Conley trying to get free of a Gobert pick, runs into Rudy, flares it back to O'Neal, ball fakes Bielitsa, attacks, Dedman cuts him off, rotates to Boyan, and an offensive foul on Royce O'Neal. Dwayne Dedman slides in, and he goes back to the Luke Walton coach's press conference today where he said, we guard our pick and roll with five guys, and you could see it, but it also means if the Jazz move the ball tonight, Ron, they should have great opportunities. Yeah, you just have to recognize what's the next defensive uh, assignment up and, and, and take advantage of that. Royce O'Neal tried to just one dribble too far. Fox just drives into the lane, kicks to Deadman there center. He'll take a three from the right corner and hit. Deadman's had a miserable start to the season, but he hits this one. It's 6-2 Sacramento. Sacramento offensively will put the ball in the post, but really to create other action out of it. That one they did not. Jazz swinging around the outside, trying to keep some movement. Conley gives to O'Neal. Here's Boyan driving the baseline. Bogdanovich fouled and finishes at the window. Ron, what message has Boyan Bogdanovich sent to his teammates about his willingness to play hurt? Well, I think every player on this team would be willing to try to play hurt right now. Just looking at the, the personnel that the Jazz have. Uh, but when he came back out of the locker room after, I mean, just almost getting carried off the floor, you know, that's going to send a message right there. He completes the free throw. It's 6-5. to five. He has surprised me with his dribble penetration. He really has. I thought, thinking, okay, he's a great jump shooter, and that's what we're going to see. Boyan steals a pass. He's going the other way. Gets by Bielitsa, lays it up and in. Bogdanovich to the Jazz with a steal. There's a Bogdanovich for the Kings tonight as well. Here's Fox left side. They're going to probably go to the post. Instead, they go high pick and roll. Fox flares it out. Bielitsa ball fakes, drives. Gobert is there. Bielitsa attacks and finishes. Jazz in the purple mountain uniforms, and Mike Conley will bring up the front court after makes. Give him some time with the basketball. He's just been getting many less touches here in Utah than he did in Memphis. Let him call some plays and get a feel for the game. Fires the three, hits. You wonder whether that subtle change right there matters, Ron, and the crowd goes nuts. Well, they're happy for him as well. <laughs> and a turnover on the Kings as the crowd now Really up on their feet and into this cheering as Mike Conley buries the three. They go up 10-8 and an offensive foul on the Kings. Conley, after makes, will play much more with the ball in his hands tonight. 
High pick and roll. They bring Boyan to the left side. He catches, turns the corner, gets to the window, layup, good. Boyan Bogdanovich with an early start for the Utah Jazz. Another turnover. Donovich kicks to Boyan right side. They reach in foul called on the floor before it could get going. Now, it looks like Boyan usually gets off to a good start, David. In game one, he had seven points in the first quarter. Tonight he's got seven already here with just 7.56 left in the, in the first. You know, it's interesting, Ron. Even before Oladipo got hurt last year, he played much better when he was not on the floor with Oladipo. So this is probably something a little new for him. Because when he was the second unit scorer for them, he had it. It might be his matchup tonight as well. Conley at the top, working on Fox. Drives the left hand, kicks to the corner. O'Neal for three. Pow! Mike Conley on the dime. 15-8. 8 run by the Jazz. Sooner or later, the offense is going to, it has to click, David. Well, this Sacramento Kings defense could help it. 15-8. Kings 0-2 on the year. Heel. Mid-range, turnaround jumper, no good. Another half-court set, no dividends. They've had 10 half-court possessions, one in transition. That's how the Jazz want them. Conley tries a lob to Gobert, gets swatted by Dedman. Now, at, at the walkthrough, did Quinn Snyder say, go get the ball down, uh, Conley? Well, yeah, he said that and had some other words in between. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah. after makes, Mike yeah. Conley's supposed to bring the ball go to the floor. Go get the ball, yes. Run this team. Bogdanovich straight down the barrel, three. Swish, and a huge fist pump. The other way by Boyan Bogdanovich. A lot of emotion coming out of Boyan. 10 points to start the night. Jazz lead at 18 to eight. Standing ovation at Vivint Smart Home Arena. The new kids on the block have got their feet settled and are tearing it up right now. 18 to eight Jazz on the Jazz Radio Network. Oh my! Utah Jazz Sound Flash. Quinn Snyder. You know, for me, it, I, I see John Stockton. And, uh, you know, obviously it's hard to see John without seeing Carl. And, um, you know, you remember great teams. You remember Coach Sloan and um, how those teams really, um, you know, were, were dominant teams in the league over a long period of time. And then that jersey kind of equates to that. 18-8, Jazz by 10. That is your sound flash brought to you by New Skin. New Skin, proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz. Another half-court possession here for the Kings. The Jazz want to keep them the half-court. They have the worst half-court offense in the NBA, one of the worst last year as well. Dwayne Dedman straight down the barrel. Three is good. So their center, Dwayne Dedman, has hit two threes tonight. That is their only half-court points in 11 possessions. It looked like Boyan forgot the assignment there. He started to follow the, his man into the paint, realized Rudy had picked him up. Boyan comes off a pick to the side, flips to Conley, catch and shoot three angle right short. Got a first three tonight, brought the crowd to their feet. 18 to 11, Buddy Heald the front court, Jazz get back defensively, high pick and roll. Donovan goes down, grabbing his right shoulder and Deadman gets called for the offensive foul. Donovan's beat up already tonight. Donovan got something early, and then here he just got blasted by, into a pick by Deadman. The Jazz are going up tight on those ball handlers to blow those things well, plays that, up. That was Quinn's uh, message. You know, he wanted to body up on these guys and, 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 and try to fight over those screens, something similar to what we saw the Los Angeles Lakers do last night. Defense has been great both nights. Joe Ingles is in for Donovan. Conley on a high pick and roll, working to his right. Conley retreats back out. Now bounces it over to Ingles. Ingles only had two shots the other night. 
Top to Boyan, guarded by Bielitsa. Puts it through his legs, drives with the right hand, tries to spin, does, gets to the window, blocked by Dedman, knocked out of bounds off Bogdanovich. And the officials, Rudy is insistent that it was not off Bogdanovich. Scott Foster, been around a while. 18-11, Utah leads this by seven. Here's Fox in the half court. He was one of the biggest jumps of any player in the league last year. Gives driving on Conley, flips it up and in. Went from 41 to 46% shooting last year, 30 to 37 on his threes. Here's Ingles, left side, three, good. Simple dribble down, handoff, the Kings didn't communicate, and the Jazz up 21-13. Ron, we watched Sacramento against Phoenix. It was stunning to us how many defensive breakdowns the Kings had in that game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like David there, they have two possessions of, of pretty good defense, and then they give up. Not clear they understand exactly what all their rules are. Fox into the dotted line, terminates his dribble, puts it back on the floor, that's a double dribble. They don't call it. Deadman drives and lays it up and in. That was a double dribble. And a foul on Rudy as Deadman scores it. You can see Joe Ingles arguing his point there. Deadman uh, how could, did all point. of us not see it correctly? Or did one guy not see it correctly? Let's put it on the one guy. 21-15, Deadman with a nice start. Deadman. An interesting story, grew up a Jehovah's Witness. He went to USC after leaving his family and the church as a 22-year-old freshman. Well, his numbers last year were great. 11, 49%, 82% from the free throw. Played in Atlanta, high pick and roll. Boyan comes off the pick, guarded by Buddy Hill, gets the dotted line, fades back with the jumper hits. Ron, how many guys in the league can do the sequence of plays he's made in the first quarter? How many guys can do that? I mean, like, he's hit a straightaway three. He's come up on the pick and roll as a ball handler. He's bogarted his way as Fox spins on Conley and scores. Well, he's, like I said earlier, David, he has surprised me with the number of things that he's able to do. He came here thinking, okay, he's a, he's a great three-point shooter, but well, I didn't know he had this that part of his game. Conley drives on Fox, comes up the reverse side, flips it off the glass with a lot of English and scores it. Mike Conley with just his second shot at the rim all season long, and he makes it. So he's decided, hey, you're trying to take it to me, Fox. I'm going to put you in this blender as well. Deadman outside the three-point line, puts it behind his back, hands it to heel. Going under the pick is O'Neal, who turns around and steals it right out of him. Here comes Royce with a round ball robbery. To the front court, kicks to Ingles. Feet set, ball wet, splash! Transition three, Joe Ingles, 28-18 Jazz. Five threes for the Jazz already tonight. As I open the show, they've been not taking threes in the first two games. And they're four of five to start here. And a whistle on Ingles trying to guard Barnes in the post. Check it, the Jazz are five of six from three, having made five. Ingles two, Conley one, O'Neal one, Bogdanovich one. This is more like it. Six of 16 shots as threes. That's the rate you want to be at. Definitely like that part of the game. Those early three-point shot attempts in transition. Great looks. That's the same shot you can get in a half-court game. Just to confuse so you a little bit, Bogdanovich out, Bogdanovich in. Jazz, Boyan Bogdanovich goes out. Bogdan Bogdanovich comes in for the Kings. He's a heavy shooter. Six man coming off the bench as Fox buries a three on the right side. Bogdanovich will have a lot to do with almost every play. High usage, high assist rate. 
Here's Jeff Green, drives, bounces it out to O'Neal, left side to Conley. Conley had a look, didn't take it. Gives it back to O'Neal. O'Neal throws the pass between Ingles and Green, and out of bounds. I noticed last night, Ron, I thought Jeff Green's spacing was very poor. I don't think he's comfortable in where he's supposed to move to. There were numerous possessions where he was standing right next to a Jazz player. Well, that's one thing he's going to have to learn. That pass there uh, as... Fox feeling it a little bit, fires another three, misses. As, as Royce O'Neal bypassed Green to try to get to Joe Ingles in the corner. Conley, quick drive to the basket, lost the ball on the way, out of bounds, turnover on Mike. He was going to shoot that with his right hand. Emmanuel Moutier will come in. Emmanuel's put up good scoring nights in each of his first two nights with the Jazz. Mike Conley goes out, nine minutes, five points, four assists. Jazz lead at 28-21. Three minutes left, trying to keep the Kings in the half court. They've done so very well. Here's Fox driving, runs into Green, throws up an air ball. Bialica grabs the air ball and lays it up and in. Quinn Snyder wants a timeout. 28-23 Utah. 2.55 left in the first quarter on the Jazz Radio Network. Look out. He's incredible. Big T is entering the booth. And now, and now, and now, get ready. Thurl Bailey joins Lock and Boo on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. 90s flashbacks going up on the big screen here on the mountain night as we are in the old mountain uniforms and our throwback tonight for the Utah Jazz. Mark Miller, Subaru, wants you to love your car buying experience. That's why I developed Promise Price. Promise Price is truly exceptional customer service. Come experience our commitment at Promise Price at either location or start your purchase online at markmillersubaru.com. We know you'll love the experience. Thurl Bailey back with us. Thurl, are you wearing your purple uniforms? I do. I have. Yeah, bonus on my purple uniform. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> throwback, baby. You know that word. Absolutely. You're the definite. I look up throwback in the dictionary, dictionary I, and your picture pops up. As long up. as I don't go in your closet and find that mod look, you know, with the long collars and the bell-bottom shoes. And, no. You know I mean? No. Jazz come out with Moutier, <laughs> Mitchell, Ingles, Green, and Ed Davis. Here's Moutier with the dribble. Spins on Bogdanovich of the Kings. Turns around with a shot. Rattles out. No good. 28-23. Jazz by five. Corey Joseph, they spent a bunch of money for in the offseason as a backup point guard when they already had Yogi Ferrell on the, mar- on the roster. Just a thought. Left block, Harrison Barnes. He'll play the post to score. Jump stops in the middle, comes up with a shot at short. Ed Davis rebounds. Here's Moutier on the push on the near side. He'll look to score as well. He works to the right side, waits for the Davis pick, goes away from it, crosses over, chests it back up to Ingles, rotates to Donovan. Jabs left, goes right, now settles himself, fires the three, swish. Jazz are 6 of 7 from 3 to start the night. Lead 31-23. Bogdanovich, high usage, high assist rate coming off the bench. Boy, what a bad night he had last night. Two nights ago, 1 of 10, I believe. Driving, Joseph stops, fades back, misses. Rebound comes down to Davis. Kings really struggle in the half court. If you can keep them there, the Jazz have in this quarter. 137 left. Jazz up by 8 here in the first quarter. Joe Ingles works the left side, passes to Moutier. Moutier had started the go and catch, but forgot about the catch part. Goes back and gets it. Now drives in the left hand, but we got a whistle and a foul first. It's going to be on the Kings on Trevor Ariza. Kings are really making a strong playoff push. They signed Trevor Ariza. They signed Corey Joseph to big money. They signed Harrison Barnes to a big money deal in the offseason. This is the team. They put the veterans around their three young stars, Fox, Heald, and Bagley. We'll see if they're all stars. 
and Bagley is hurt right now, but that's where the Kings are. Joe Ingles at the free throw line. Thurl, what have you seen so far? Well, I'm going to continue what you were talking about with the Kings, um, and, and, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking to get into the playoffs. They've got a young team, a young, talented team that they try to get improved every year. But what I like tonight about the Jazz is, first of all, there's life, and that ball is moving around by pass instead of by over dribbling, which we saw last night, which caused a lot of turnovers. So I think the Jazz are on the right track, especially on the offensive end tonight. 33-22, or 23, Jazz by 10. Give the Lakers some credit last night. They blew up everything the Jazz were doing. Bogdanovich drives, sees Ed Davis, fades back in the lane and scores. Bogdanovich was probably the best player in the World Cup this summer. Donovan tries to bounce a pass to Ingles, but it goes off Davis's foot. Ed Davis recovers. Jeff Green likes to dribble, works it on the left side. Loses the dribble out to the corner, holding it still. Now puts on the floor again. Bumping, backing, throws a pass to Moutier. He'll attack the basket, lays it up and in. Beautiful move by Emmanuel Moutier, sliding through two defenders, finishing on the right side of the rim to make it 35-25. He is so strong. Thurl, I want to go back to the other night. You talked about how much you liked him. I'm interested in what you saw as a pass to Rashawn Holmes inside. Holmes throws up a push shot, hook no good, rebound Ed Davis. Davis and Ingles actually tripped on each other, and Davis almost lost it. Instead, the Jazz have it. 30 seconds left. Moutier into Joseph, holds it, underhand scoop back to Ingles. Ingles to the right of the circle behind the three-point line, waits for a pick for Davis, kicks it over to Moutier, has an open look from the angle left for three, no good. He's a much better corner three shooter and mid-range shooter than above the break and a foul on the rebound on the Kings. Raw, uh, Thurl, what is it you're seeing with Moutier that you like? He's been a developmental project for this team. What's caught your eye? Well, I, I saw the training camp, actually. I, I saw this uh, this confident kind of collectedness in him. And and it's, it, it's not, it's, it's like a swagger, not, not overconfident, but when he's out there, it's like he's in control, right? He's gonna make things happen. Uh, and, and, I, and I like that about him. I know he's, he's well-traveled. He had a pretty decent year uh, back east last year, but I think this system for him really fits him well. He's well-traveled in a tumultuous sense. He's That's right. a refugee of the Congan Civil War. Uh, crazy story that sometime hopefully we'll get to. Ed Davis at the free throw line. He misses the two free throws, and there's 14 seconds left in the quarter. Then he goes to Denver, having had not played any high school or any college, and just has a tough run there for a little while. Bogdanovich, pull-up jumper, off the back handle, no good for the Kings, rebound Ingles. Two seconds, one half-court runner, no good. But at the end of the first quarter, the Jazz are 35 and the Kings are 25. Thurl Bailey, thank you very much. We appreciate it. All righty, see you guys. He's Big T. Catch him at halftime on the Jazz broadcast and on many of the Jazz TV games this November. 35-25, Jazz by 10 on the Jazz Radio Network. Step back, left side, jumper, good. First quarter recap brought to you by America First Credit Union. Get the finest in financial services from Utah's number one credit union. America First. Bogdanovich straight down the barrel three. Swish and a huge fist pump the other way by Boyan Bogdanovich. A lot of emotion coming out of Boyan. Ten points to start the night. Jazz lead at 18-8. Standing ovation at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Jazz lead this one 35-25. Boyan's 10 lead the Jazz. The biggest story of the quarter, though, Ron, unquestionably, is the Jazz. No fast break points allowed to the Sacramento Kings in that quarter. Only two transition opportunities in the whole quarter. 
Here's Moutier driving in the lane. Puts it off a shot to the right side. It's short. Bogdanovich rebounds. Here's a transition opportunity. Ingles is back. Bogdanovich has to retreat out. Now they're into the half court. Beautifully done by the Jazz right there. That's the key to the whole game. Well, that was Joe Ingles. He, he was able to cut things off. Bogdanovich straight down the barrel three for the Kings is good. That was not a replay of our America First game summary that you heard just a second ago. America First giving the finest in financial services. Second quarter commercial free brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. 35-28. Ed Davis at the elbow. Donovan comes to the ball. Gets it. Donovan drives to the left. Crosses back to the right. Cut off now. Spins on Corey Joseph. Puts up a right hand floater and scores it. 37-28. Jazz by nine. Corey Joseph played in Indiana last year, originally with the Raptors. Played a single year at the University of Texas. He works in the paint. It's a very subtle fadeaway jumper. He does everything slowly. 37-30, here's Moutier. Over to Donovan, catch and shoot three, swish! Jazz are shooting lights out tonight. Seven of 10 for three, Donovan's got eight points. Not hesitating one bit at the three-point line. Donovan's opening seat, part of the season's incredible. 57% shooting and just 20 from three. Bogdanovich gets Moutier into the air, trying to recover, he fouls him in the head. And Bogdanovich, Bogdan, will go to the line. Bogdan Bogdanovich out of Belgrade, Serbia. The 27th pick of the draft of the 2014 draft. And it didn't come over right away. It's by Phoenix, right? Free throw is good, but I think Sacramento had his rights the entire time. It's in his third year. Last year he averaged 14 points, four rebounds, and four assists. A lot of people in Sacramento believe he could be the sixth man of the year. That is probably only possible if the Kings win. 40 to 31, commercial free second quarter here on the Jazz broadcast, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. 40 to 31, Jazz have it, Joe Ingles, working off an Ed Davis pick left to right, now comes back right to left, gives to Jeff Green, drives at the 45 and draws the foul. That's where Jeff Green is really can be very good for this team. And that's something we didn't see a lot last night against the Lakers, that go and catch. That means the ball is coming, you take off and catch it on the move, and you're a step ahead of the defender getting to the basket. Is that because of the fact that the Kings are really playing a very passive defense and letting the Jazz kind of get their passes where they want to, and so the Jazz are in a position to make those plays? Could very well be that, but a good screens, David, uh, for instance, against the Lakers last night, would have generated some of that. And but so they, maybe, they were beating the Jazz over the top of the screens and, and kept the Jazz and just blowing the offense up. And so are the Jazz at this point of the season maybe not ready to handle that they just don't quite know the answer to what the Lakers gave them the other night? Both free throws. Jeff Green misses both free throws. Jazz are three of seven at the line, seven of 10 from three. 40 to 31. High pick and roll, Barnes being guarded by Green. Green's a veteran. Barnes was with the Warriors for those champ one of their championship runs. Comes to the middle lane, takes a pull-up jumper from the mid-range, no good. Rebound, Donovan Mitchell. Double stagger waiting. Comes off both the picks. Now drives with the right hand, bullets the pass to Moody in the corner, bypass the three, rotates to Green. Three ball, good, beautiful pass from Emmanuel Moody. Great ball movement leads to the 8-3 of the game by the Jazz. $50 donation to the Huntsman Cancer Research Foundation from Mountain America Credit Union. Harrison Barnes driving again at Green again, scores this time. 
43-33. Got two seventh players picked in the draft, Moutier and Barnes, and both on different teams now. Green. Steps by for an off the bounce three and hits it. That is not a shot you're gonna see Jeff Green make very often, Ron. Last year on off the bounce threes, Jeff Green shot 14%. The big thing is, and then maybe it's something that's not good, is that he thinks he can make it. Well, yeah, that might be true. Now, now, now we get the next set of them that don't go in. 40 spot, 46-33, Jazz by 13, driving down the lane is Ariza, Ed Davis knocks it out of bounds. Ed Davis checks out, Jeff Green checks out. Hit back-to-back -back threes. Donovan Mitchell checks out. 46-33. So I'll give you the Jazz roll call in a second as George Niang makes his first appearance. Bogdanovich guarded by Ingles. Gets in the lane, gets to the elbow. Now drives back with the left hand. Nifty passes off to Deadman. His shot's no good. Rebound, Moutier. Moutier on the push. Moutier on the run. Right-hand dribble going coast-to-coast. -coast. Throws it out to the corner to Ingles for three. No good. Rebound, Deadman of the Kings. 30-point bell and a busy night in the NBA. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Lexus and Murray, and Lexus and Lynn. Jazz now 9 of 13 from 3. Joseph driving in the lane. Sees Gobert, has to give it up, throws it to the Kings assistant coach sitting next to Igor Kakashkov. And that's a turnover. Igor, former Jazz assistant, Suns head coach. You heard Luke Walton talk about the Jazz defending the pick and roll and said they defended their pick and roll with two people. We defend ours with five. You saw it right there with Rudy forcing Joseph to give the ball up. Why to keep Jazz at 13 three-point attempts. Ingles lobs, Gobert catches it underneath, double team, kicks out to Ingles, top to Conley, rotates to Ingles. Joe will take a dribble, step behind the three-point line, fire and miss. There were a bunch of open looks there. They overpassed it. 46-33, here comes Barnes. Big Euro step through the lane, draws the foul and finishes. Well, hard to complain about overpassing, but that's what the Jazz just did right there, Ron. Yeah, they had a number of guys. I thought Conley probably had one of the better looks that he's had tonight anyway. And, but Joe Ingles has been pretty hot from the three-point line. At the free throw line, Harrison Barnes. He'll take one. 30-point bell. Let's find out who rang it. Rose for three, and it's good. So he keeps him alive. That makes it 115-109 with 38 seconds to go. Derek Rose with 30 for the Detroit Pistons now. Philly won at 117-111. Royce O'Neal right side. Top to George Niang. Bogdanovich steals it. We got a whistle and a reach-in foul, though, on the steal. In that Philly game, 117-111 the final. Ben Simmons, 13-4-10 at seven steals. They played without Joel Embiid tonight. Tobias Harris had 29. Al Horford had 23, 9, and 5. Derrick Rose came off the bench for 31 points. Detroit played without Reggie Jackson and without Blake Griffin in that game. 46-36, Jazz by 10, 7.31 left second quarter. Mike Conley at the helm. Conley comes off the Gobert pick. In and out dribble, steps back for a three oh. right side. No, Gobert offensive rebound. Takes a dribble out of traffic, collects himself. Bullets a pass on a bounce off the dribble to George Niang, who lays it up and in. 
Rudy, Magic, Gobert. Not only screen assist, that was a beautiful pass. That was quite something. Brought Donovan and the crew off the bench. Buddy Heald short with a little runner. Rebound Gobert, looks to outlet, finds Conley. Conley across the half court line. He goes behind his back twice, now through his legs. Crossing over, razzle dazzle, kicks it to Boyan. Boyan gives it back to Conley, rotates to Niang. Niang hands to O'Neal, back to Conley. Conley into the lane, hangs in the air, off the window, no. Rebounds tapped around, Fox has it. Here come the Kings in transition. Fox coming up the front court, runs into O'Neal, kicks back to Boyan. Pass knocked away by Niang, and the fast break transition possession is gone. They're into the half court. I'm laughing because he overpassed that. I mean, he's a great shooter. He should be taking that shot. And he's not known for his passing unless it's after his shot is taken yeah. away. 48-36, Jazz by 12 on the Jazz Radio Network. Oh, sorry, we're not going to commercial because it's the second quarter. Glad I didn't say the next thing that I could come. Just kidding. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Today is Hot Rod Hunley's birthday. It'll be his 85th. Rest in peace to Hot Rod. But on this mountain day, let's take a look back at the greatness of some of the moments he called and his fabulous manner of doing so. He was the voice of the jazz for 35 years. Stockton low under the key. He was popular and he was perfect for the jazz. He looks to Carl Malone. He's got him low. The mailman jumps it. Shot up. It's in. You ask anybody that's ever listened to TV or radio, he's always with us, and he's the best. There's none better than I love You brought personality and character and dedication to a team that will never be the same without you. He really loved basketball. He likes to basketball. Pick off of here and go down the side. They do. Stock's got it. He's got running room. Stock can dive. Hang it up. It's good. It's good. The Jazz with it. You got to love it, baby. Ron, you worked with him for... Virtually all years. of those, yeah. Yeah. Which he was one of the best. I think one of the great things about Hot Rod was being an ex-player, his anticipation. Sometimes he would be ahead of the play. And I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing because sometimes it, 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 something else would happen, but he could correct himself real quick, you know, like, and he dunks it, but it comes back out, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> But he was he was very good at that. You were with him as a person as well. Yeah. Uh, what was it? You know, they talked about traveling with him and being with him. He was kind of a character. In some ways, I think he got made into more of a character than maybe than maybe was appropriate for him. What was your what's your memories of just being with Hot Rod? Well, we got to play a lot of golf together. He, he would love to go up to Wolf Creek to play golf, and and he always wanted me to drive. Uh, that means he had a free day because he could play golf free up there, and he wanted to go all the time. But that you know that was that was his nature that's what he liked uh but he, he told stories david like he was there even if it's not his story he could tell a story like it, he was there and he saw it all and he'd just be funny as hell you know ron i was much younger obviously looked up to him he was my idol as a kid you know i think i've told the story that i was driving on the old wasatch boulevard before 215 with my dad and said i want to be that guy um i don't think i knew exactly what that guy meant but uh at least i wanted that job and you know, then when he had hot rods, and I was old enough, I'd, I'd go to hot rods, and he would hold court and tell those stories, and just to be sitting there while hot rod was telling those stories, and I would, I would come home and think I was the luckiest person in the world to be sitting there for those stories. Yeah, another turnover there by the Kings, but he knew them all. I mean, he's, he'd been around a long time. He had played with some of the greatest basketball players ever, broadcast and seen some of the greatest basketball players ever, and you could not convince him that anyone was better 
than Wilt Chamberlain or Jerry West. <laughs> Jazz trying to get it into the post to Gobert. Gets knocked away. Here are the Jazz lead at 48-36 with 6.15 left in the second quarter. Commercial freeze and broadcast in the second quarter. Brought to you by friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Jazz have been very good offensively. Their offensive rating tonight's a 138. This time last night it was about a 70. Pass comes into Bogdanovich, but Gobert gets called for an illegal pick. Another 30-point belt. Jazz have just three turnovers tonight. The Kings have seven. Bielitsa will check in for the Kings. Harrison Barnes will go out. Aaron Fox is in. Let me give you a roll call here with 6.15 left in the second. Jazz by 12. Mike Conley on the floor with Royce O'Neal. Boyan Bogdanovich has 12 points tonight. George Niang and Rudy Gobert. Fox swings up top to Dedman. Handoff back to Bogdanovich of the Kings, guarded by Bogdanovich of the Jazz. Fading back in the left baseline, no good. Great rebound by O'Neal over Dedman. Chest ahead to Conley, spins the right side to Bogdanovich. Three ball right side, no good. Gobert's being fouled on the rebound. That's the part of Bogdanovich's game that's the key, Ron. Last year in Indiana, 20% of his possessions were in transition. He, that is part of his game that's really special. And maybe we need to see a little bit more of that. Not so much him taking the three. We want him to take those threes, but pushing the ball ahead of the defense like they just did there. I mean, that gives him an excellent chance to gather, find out what kind of shot he wants to shoot. High pick and roll. Gobert swings to Bogdanovich. Wide open right side three, swish. I love his emotion after every time he makes a play. He's so steely otherwise. Fox on the push, trying to get something in transition. Trails it back to Dedman for a quick three, no good. Gobert wants the rebound and grabs it. Jazz lead this one, 51-36. Bogdanovich driving on Bogdanovich, drives and scores. Oh, that's Bogdanovich on Bogdanovich. Crime right there. How dare you have my name. Fox leaves for Bielitsa. Back out to Dedman. Rotates the heel, guarded by Niang. Spins on the dribble, into the lane. Underhand scoop, no. Rebound tipped around. O'Neal, Conley, Dedman, loose ball. Conley, Conley has it. Conley to the front court, in controls. Surveys the scene, retreats back out. Bullets it to Bogdanovich, catch and shoot three, no. Rebound comes down to Bielitsa. Boyan Bogdanovich has 17 points on seven of 11 shooting. 53-36. Fox driving into the body of Conley and a foul on Conley. We have a couple of guys sitting down here in front of us, David, that every time someone pulls up to shoot a three, then they stand up and put their hands up in the air. They think it's going in. That's, that's, that's just three, shows how popular the three-point three shot is. Three is better than the dunk, Ron. That's how popular the three-point shot is nowadays. Jazz are 10 of 18. They've taken 18 to 35 shots from three tonight. Nice hands, Ron. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 53-36. That's we're what up, I've been afraid of. We're in our new perch, and Ron just about knocked something off. Fox driving at Bogdanovich, and a foul on Bogdanovich. I actually love what Bogdanovich did right there. He reached in, and he fouled Fox. Fox kept going on what would have been continuation. Bogdanovich never stopped defending him and fouled him a second time to make sure he didn't make the shot. Yeah, You've already gotten hooked on one of them, right? Call both of them, right. You're just tuning in. Mike Conley hit an early three to get the crowd going. And the Jazz led 18 to eight. Then they led 35-25 at the end of one and now lead at 53-37. Kings have lost their first two. They lost their first two last season. They lost 122-112 last night at home against Portland. 
Lost 125, 124-95 against Phoenix. Jazz are a 10-point favorite tonight. Here's Conley working the right side off of Bogdanovich. Pick. They go to the corner to O'Neal. Bogdanovich is working the post. Now comes up and gets it on the spoon from Gobert. Retreats out, swings to Donovan. Donovan goes in the post to Gobert. Five on the clock. Rudy spins baseline. It's too far underneath. Swings it back out. One on the clock. Bogdanovich from the mountain logo. It's good. And high steps back the other way. Boyan Bogdanovich has got 20. And he put that one up from the racing Z on the Jazz, or J on the Jazz logo. Box for three off the bounce. Missed it. Conley hits him on the elbow on the three. Conley says he didn't do it. The weak side official. Scott Foster not, calls it. Mike no, Conley walks over and says, I did not do it. The weak side official, which was closer to the play, did not blow his whistle. But Quinn Scott, Snyder's going to challenge it. And Conley is, all right, I like this. Three free throws, you're taking points off the board if you're right. Quinn Snyder using his first challenge of the NBA season. We'll take, oh, we don't take timeouts because we're in a commercial free second quarter, so we can actually stay here. We should get the feed, can I get the feed back to Secaucus? So they're gonna challenge this. Scott Foster, the one who made the call, actually is the one who has to overturn it. 56-38, while they're doing this, Call. Let's take a moment. The Jazz launched something together that was uh, yesterday with a lot of the other teams in the league called Lead Together on How to Be a Fan. A really fabulously well put together piece. Let's hear that from the Jazz and numerous people in the professional sports world in Utah. Inside these lines, it's all about winning. But some lines can never be crossed. Because no one wins when respect goes away. We need to take responsibility when the words we hear cause pain, anger, and divisiveness. Be mindful of what you say. If you hear something wrong, offensive, or hateful, speak up. Speak up. Speak up. This is our state. It starts here in our house. Opposing teams are not our enemies. They are our competition. Stand for our teams. But don't stand for racism. Don't stand for hate of any kind. We can change the game. In a way that's more positive. More inclusive. More empowering. And just as loud. So I'm taking the lead. I'm taking the lead. Donc, je prends le devant. Estoy tomando la iniciativa. Yeah, producing I'm I'm taking the lead. And you can too. And fight against discrimination. And inequality. And injustice. And racism. Because if we all take the lead together, hate falls behind. Well, the challenge has been ruled on here. That's a wonderfully done piece. Uh, great work by Don Sterling and the Jazz and the, all the other people in town on the uh, lead together off the lead of what a Boston sports did last year. So very, very well done. Emotional piece there. Really cool to see. Challenge here has been over, has been ruled successful. And so there will not be a foul on Mike Conley. It would have been Mike Conley's second foul. So that will become off the books. And it will now be a jump ball in the middle. And Quinn Snyder is one for one on his challenges. And that is a, a really good time to use it. He just took three free throws. So either two or three points off the board. That's exactly what you got to do with it. And, and you're up 18, David. You got four minutes left in the, in, in, the, uh, and, in the half. So why not use it? And if I have it correctly, it was our timeout anyway. Anyway. So he instead, in, in one minute, we we're going to go into the three-minute, and they were going to use the Jazz timeout. So that really all of that was 
was done perfectly. So I think we get to the point where do you trust your players? Because I'll tell you what, Conley was for sure. I mean, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he really sold it. And I think Quinn relied on that in order to make the challenge. It would be more fun if he could throw a, something out at the court or something. <laughs> so Deadman and Gobert will jump it up. Rudy does not win jump balls at the rate you think he would at he seven. He doesn't jump off. as fast as some of the other guys. He doesn't get Kings off the win the jump ball. Fox pull up jumper at the free throw line. No good. Rebound Ingles. They're starting to look for Conley to bring the ball up the floor. So you're absolutely right about what Quinn wanted. 56-38. Doesn't seem to be hurting anyone. Conley at the top. Bounces to Bogdanovich. We'll give you the what was going on. Bogdanovich drives on Fox. Jump stops. Cross-court pass, Conley, right corner three, no good. Rebounds tapped out by Gobert. Ron, Mike Conley in Memphis got 83 touches a game. He was only getting 50 for the Jazz in the last two games. He got 38 front court touches a game for Memphis. He was only getting 21 for the Jazz. That number is going to be dramatically different tonight. It's going to be different. 56-38. The elites are trying to bump and back. On Gobert, goes away from, Go, excuse me, on Mitchell, goes away from Gobert and misses. Bogdanovich on the rebound, loose with the dribble, has to collect it. He was being dribbled by the ball instead of the, right, as Walt Frazier says, sometimes the ball dribbles you. 56-38, here's Ingles this time. Gives to Donovan. Donovan has been brilliant so far to open the season. Drives and looking to throw a lob to Rudy and forgot the basketball. Goes off his knee out of bounds. Okay, getting back to Conley. Yes. I don't know if it will get, it will get better but I don't know if it's, going to, if it's going to get significantly better. You know what I mean? It's not, well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that last year he had the ball 40% of the time. Yeah. This year he's only had the ball 32% of the time. That's a big change for a player. It, so how do you get him back into his rhythm a little bit? Bialica for three, good for the Kings. Well, that's something the Jazz wanted to figure out because, you know, you, you can't take away things from Donovan and, you know, other players to make sure that he gets back to the numbers he was at last year. Donovan gives it to Conley, gives it right back. Conley drives down the middle to the lane, layup good. Second layup of the night for Mike Conley. Only had one shot at the rim in the first two games. 58-41 Jazz. 2-12 left in the second quarter. Fox, another half court possession. They only have four transition possessions the entire game. Fox driving on Bogdanovich, throws it right to Joe Ingles. They have been miserable in the half court in the first two games of the season and tonight as well. Here's Ingles driving and a moving pick on Rudy Gobert. Scott Foster got him again. That was a good call. I know Rudy doesn't like it, and I like Rudy, and I'm scared of Rudy, so I shouldn't say that too loudly, but that's Rudy's third foul, and I have a hard time quibbling with this one. Ron, what do you think? The elbow's going out, the shoulder's going out. That's a foul, right? Yeah, it, it really is. But you get to the point where you get away with it so often that you complain about it. And that's something, the adjustment that players are going to have to make this year, strictly because, David, point of emphasis. Point of emphasis or point of education? Yeah. Education, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> and a moving pick on Bielitsa. There we go. You notice the traveling calls. So you know what you got going on? You know, we talk about contagious shooting. We have contagious moving pick calling going on. Yeah. Because the first one was called by Scott Foster. The second one was called by Justin Viadine. And Scott Foster is generally thought of as the dean of the officials in the league. So if he does something, you'd want to do it also. He uh, gets a lot of the NBA finals, doesn't he? He sure does. 
Bogdanovich leads the Jazz with 20 tonight. Mitchell's got 8 points in 15 minutes. Conley's got 7 in 15 minutes. Ingles will initiate this time. Jazz have their stretch for floor. Donovan driving, lays it up and in. Well, this is the lineup that the Jazz, kind of their, their death lineup, but it's Ed Davis instead of Rudy Gobert. Fox in the lane, cut off by Davis. Jazz switched, Edmonds in the post, can't catch it. 60 to 41. The lineup we're so curious to see, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. And then now with Ed Davis at the center. Joe Ingles will initiate again. Same play as last time. Donovan catches outside the three-point line. Flings it to Ingles. Ball fakes. Comes back off the Davis pick. Retreats to the right side over to Conley. Conley bends his knees. Takes a step back jumper on the right side. Swish. Mike Conley and the Jazz are up 63-41. to 17-5 run. 12 for 21 from the three-point line. That'll help. Buddy Heald launches a three, one of the first he's had all night. Shot's no good. Heald shoots 14 threes a night. That's his second of the night. 63-41 Utah. Kings are 0-2 on the season and go to Denver on Monday. Here's Donovan, 12 seconds on the shot clock, 38 in the quarter. Mismatch guarded by Dedman. They run a second guy to him. Donovan keeps the right-hand dribble, bounces it to Ingles, rotates to Bogdanovich, right corner three. Boy, They try to take the ball out of Donovan's hands, and good ball movement gets Bojan. 13. Another three. Threes and a half might be a franchise record in tying what they did in Charlotte, I believe. I'll have to check that. 66-41. Fox up top to Barnes. Right side, Bogdanovich cut off by Conley. Jazz defense is good. Tough shot off the glass and in as the shot clock was going to expire. And they'll review that. It may not count. Three seconds left. Bogdanovich driving, fading on the right side and missing. 23-point first half for Boyan Bogdanovich. And the Utah Jazz hit 13 threes and a half, which I believe might be the most threes the Jazz have ever had in the first half of a game. Charlotte, two years ago, would have been the other night in which the Jazz, I believe, ever had 13, and Warriors early in the season last year would be the two that come to mind. We'll check it at the half, but 66-43, Jazz leading it, and the Jazz offense, Ron, at halftime last night, the offensive rating was 70. Tonight, it's 140. You win a lot of basketball (laughs) games with that number. Two times better than it was the other night. We're at the half, Jazz 66-43. Jake Scott's coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Second half basketball coming up. Utah Jazz have drilled the Kings in the first half, 66-41. David Locke along with Ron Boone. The irony is the Kings have been dreadful in third quarters. They got blown out in... Phoenix and they got blown out in against Portland at home. They got outscored 70 to 36 in the second half by Phoenix. And the they talked about coming out earlier and warming up differently and all sorts of things. So we'll see whether it does them any good. Jazz trying to low, throw a lob to Gobert. It actually comes all the way down to Gobert's belt where he catches it and then grabs it and dunks. That was a weak lob that Deadman just wasn't ready for. Let it work. You know, one of the things the Kings is they got rid of Willie Colley Stein in place of Dwayne Dedman. 
And Dwayne, Willie Cauley-Stein's a very good pick and roll defender. All of their good lineups last year had Willie Cauley-Stein on the floor. And I, Dwayne Dedman's not a good defensive player. In fact, every lineup without Willie Cauley-Stein last year that had over 50 minutes played was awful. There's a chance the Kings have some real problems here. 68-41, well, there's not a chance. They're down 68-41 right now. Mike Conley driving, gets to the dotted line, then fakes going out, then squirrels back in, loses the basketball stolen by Fox. Fox on the push, transition opportunity. Buddy Heald cut off by Donovan, back to Fox. Now they're in the half court. Fox will drive, Conley cuts him off, hands back to Dedman. He'll shoot a three, no good, and there it is. They're back in the half court. They've only had four transition opportunities all night. Their offense in the first two games in the half court has been dreadful. Donovan with it, Jazz lead at 68-41. Donovan splits the double team, attacks Bielitsa, passes to Bogdanovich, 4-3 off the back handle. Well, he faked me out there. I thought he was going to the... Heald in transition, cut off, throws back out to Fox. They're back in the half court. Here's Barnes driving on Donovan over the top. They're going to call a foul on Donovan, and they're going to give him side out, not continuation. Donovan's laying on his chest laughing at the call. Ron, in the first two games, again, half court off. Was a good call? Good call. He wasn't square. I mean, he was, let's see there, he's still moving. That's a good call by the official. The half court numbers aren't as good as regular, but the Kings half court offense against Portland was a 79.8 and against Phoenix was a 68.8. When they get caught in the half court, they really just do not have, they don't run anything at all, Ron. They really don't. You can see. Here's Fox bouncing to Dedman, gonna try to attack Gobert. And there have been few ideas less good than that. Rebound comes down to Rudy. Conley off a pick, pull up three, short. Mike's a better catch and shoot three-point shooter than off the bounce three-point shooter. Well, just continue to shoot it. Tonight, the Kings half-court offense in the first half run, 78.3, and here Dedman throws it away. How about that pass? Ron, I don't think, I mean, I don't wanna like, there's no chance of catching that. Yeah, the choice of Dwayne Dedman over Willie Cauley-Stein was an interesting one to me in the offseason. Well, Willie Cauley-Stein wanted big money or something. Sure, yeah. But the, they, their concept was that Bagley could play in the post, and he's not available, and Dedman could play on the outside. Bogdanovich on a pick, drives, kicks to O'Neal, rotates the corner to Conley. Back top to Donovan, left side to Boyan. Boyan loose with a dribble, stolen by Barnes. Donovan is back, Barnes lays it up and in. Transition opportunity number five of the night. Jazz in the half court in the first half, by the way, had an offensive rating of 137. 68, here's Conley, left-hand dribble, hands to Gobert, he's gonna attack and lay it up and in. I think that play, that first play of the, of, of the second half for Rudy. Transition was, off the make, Buddy Heald misses the three. Was to get Rudy a couple of buckets. 70 to 43, Jazz. Rudy had only had two points in the first half. Donovan drives, excuse me, Conley drives, kicks to Donovan, corner three, good. 73-43, Jazz by 30. And 25 threes taken already by the Jazz. Jazz have 14 of them as makes. Buddy Heel drives, Gobert swats it off the glass, picked up by O'Neal. Scott Bogdanovich out in front, nobody stopped the ball, Royce just goes to the rim, lays it up and in, Luke Walton wants a timeout. 9-2 run, or you know what else you could call this? A 75-43 run by the Utah Jazz. 
Timeout on the floor, 8.39 left on the Jazz Radio Network. It's your Utah Jazz Player Spotlight. Bogdanovich straight down the barrel, three, swish, and a huge fist pump the other way by Boyan Bogdanovich. A lot of emotion coming out of Boyan. Ten points to start the night. Jazz lead at 18-8. Standing ovation at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Donovan goes in the post to Gobert. Five on the clock. Rudy spins baseline. Too far underneath. Swings it back out. One on the clock. Bogdanovich from the mountain logo. It's good. And high steps back the other way. Boyan Bogdanovich has got 20. Boyan Bogdanovich, your player spotlight. And we have a hockey line substitution here by Luke Walton, which I'd say is not a great sign in the third game of the season. But he has gone to all five bench guys as Corey Joseph misses the three, or misses the mid-range jumper. Mike Conley runs it down. Conley has played with the ball in his hands tonight at a much higher level than the other nights and looks a great deal more comfortable. The Kings, quite honestly, have also been awful. Rudy Gobert trying to drive through the lane, turns it over. Ron, I gotta tell you, you gotta give the Lakers a lot of credit last night. The Jazz were not good, the Lakers were very good. I'm having a hard time right now differentiating the opposite side. I, the Kings are awful. They look ill-prepared, they, they're on the back end of a back-to-back, they don't have an offensive or defensive scheme, and the Jazz are torching them. How much, how do I evaluate that? Well, the, my response to that, I, I think is simple. As good as we think the Jazz are, if they wasn't playing and doing the things that they're doing against the Kings, you know, it would be on the Jazz. Gabriel on the king. Gabriel misses. Rebound Gobert out to Donovan. Hesitates at the three-point line. Steps through the lane. Kicks out to Mike Conley. Rotates to Bogdanovich. Right side three. Boy! On! 78-43 Utah. The Kings Bogdanovich drives and gets fouled. Mike Conley gets rid of the ball so quick. He looks so much more comfortable tonight. He really does. I mean, and that's the sign of being just a, a pass or a player ahead of what's going on out there on the floor. That pass was thrown to him. He knew that Boyan was open in the corner. Quinn Snyder basically said to a shoot around today, take, take control of this team. Yes. Take him, stop being a good teammate. Stop letting other, take control of this basketball team. He had just been playing without the ball in his hands. We had all talked about it so much. He was playing with a team so much more talented than he's ever had before. And I think it just led him to playing in a way he was completely uncomfortable. He has the ball here. Comes off a Bogdanovich pick. Swings to Gobert at the top of the key. Yes, Ron? Or playing at a pace where he didn't think he needed to play the way he did. Flip to O'Neal, rotate to Conley, ball fakes the corner three, gives it back to O'Neal, rotates to Bogdanovich, bounces back to O'Neal, breaks the 45, attacks the 10 and assaults the rim! 80 to 45, what ball movement, Utah's on fire. Ariza three, no good. Tip by O'Neal, 50-50 balls are 100 to zero tonight. Jazz have it, Donovan right side. Donovan waiting for a drag screen from Gobert. Takes the low dribble, they double Donovan. He keeps it alive, he penetrates, he scoops, he scores. 82-45, 14-2 run. The Jazz are throttling Sacramento. Bogdanovich, pull up jumper, right elbow, good for the Kings. Well, evidently Luke Walton thinks that he's the only one that's playing very hard out there. Well, he just pulled all five starters a minute ago. Kings are going to go to 0-3 tonight. And the play in Denver on Monday. Rudy Trevor goes after Ariza. 
Trevor Reza and Rudy Gobert chatting at each other a little bit. Trevor Reza may have decided as a veteran he's going to come out on the floor and try to give this team some attitude. Jazz tonight, 15 three-pointers. Everyone after the 10th is a $100 donation by the Mountain America Credit Union to the Huntsman Cancer Institute by Mountain America. Learn more about mountainamericanmacu.com. 82-47 Utah. Gobert hands off to Bogdanovich. Double team. Bullets the pass down low to Gobert. Gets deflected to Ingles. Up top to Royce. He rotates. Bogdanovich deep three. No. He has no limit on his range. He really doesn't. And if you guys don't want to shoot it, I will. 26 points for Bogdanovich tonight. 10 of 17 shooting. 5 of 9 for the field. Donovan Mitchell is 6 of 7 shooting tonight for 15 points. Jazz have outscored the Kings 36 to 11 over the last three minutes. The Kings have been awful in third quarters this year. They're awful again tonight in it. Here's Gabriel taking a three. It's good. That's why Luke subbed all five guys out because they've had such bad third quarters in all of their games now. And they've talked about it, addressed it. And he wasn't going to take it again. Conley, he's got the long arm Gabriel defending. Conley drives into him, steps back for a mid-range jumper. It's good. Mike Conley's got 12 points and eight assists. 84 to 50, Utah by 34. Corey Joseph, who shot 41% both the last two seasons, takes a little mid-range jumper and hits it. He plays at the pace of Andre Miller. Would be the best example I could give you if you need a visual on Corey Joseph. It's a name from the past, huh? Great University of Utah U, 84-52. Gobert spins on, they call it a travel. Emmanuel Moutier is going to check in with the Jazz up 32 points in the third quarter. We're getting on another plane tomorrow. This opening stretch is a little... Kind of cumbersome. It's, it's probably the travel is just as bad as it was last year, but we're not playing as many games. It's weird. I mean, it's yeah. five games and eight nights in those two, and it's three of them at home, but none of them consecutively. So it feels like you're just bouncing around. Unpack the suitcase this morning and pack it up tonight. Bogdanovich for the Kings. Left side three, no good. Rebound Moutier. Bogdanovich is three of six now for the Kings. Our Bogdanovich is 10 of 17. He's much better. Ingles. Stops at the top of the key, lobs it high for Rudy. Rashawn Holmes knocks it away. Corey Joseph to the front court. Driving, swirling out the other way. Comes back around on Moutier. Fades back with the right hand hook shot, no good. Rebound, Gobert. Rudy's sixth of the night, I believe. No, my scoreboard's not up there. Yeah, sixth of the night. Bogdanovich, mid-range jumper off the glass, no good. Wide open, just tried to guide it a little bit. 84-52, 84-52, Jazz by 32 here in the third, four minutes left. Bogdanovich swirls out, sees Gobert, scoops it inside to Holmes. He steps away from Gobert and lays it up in it. I believe I owe you a 40-point bell. We'll get that to you. Houston has just held on to beat New Orleans, I think. A 40-point bell? Maybe a 40-point bell. Moutier driving, powering through the lane, gets thrown to the ground, and he'll get free. I don't know if he'll get free throws, but let's find out who rang that 30 slash 40 point bell. A reverse, he's good. Trey Young, he just gave the Hawks the lead, folks, on a dipsy doodle play. I mean, Trey's 31 points, that's one thing, but how about Vince Carter turning back the clock here in the fourth quarter? Goes under the basket. No, I think the Trey Young performance might be actually what we should be talking about. Trey Young has done it again tonight. 
in his second year. Moutier's at the line here. Trey Young in a 103-99 win had 39.7 rebounds, nine assists on 16 of 25, shooting five of 10 from three. Kings, Atlanta wins that one. Well, we watched him in summer league here. He was so bad. He, he was so bad. Just didn't think that, okay, this kid is a high drive pick and. He was so bad and so small. And now Atlanta's 2-0. By the way, Markel Fultz finished that game for the Orlando Magic instead of DJ Augustine. Andy had two threes. Holmes goes to the basket and dunks on Gobert. That brings the Kings to within 30. 86-56. Jeff Green in the game. Moutier, Ingles, O'Neal, and Gobert. Moutier working the top. One hand pass to Ingles. He one hand passes to Green. Green brings it back to Moutier. Rashawn Holmes on a mismatch. Crosses over, drives, jump stops in the lane, scores it. This is where Moutier did get better last year, Ron. He's not an elite athlete. In his opening year in Denver, whenever he had a mismatch, he would try to drive on people and beat them, and he wouldn't beat them and get caught in the air and turn it over. What he's learned since is to stop before he gets to the rim and take that little mid-range jumper, and he's actually gotten pretty good at it. He's, he's not a great rim finisher because he's not quick and he doesn't lift, and so therefore, he's uh, that's where you learn in this league how to get better, and the Jazz are the benefactor of that. 88-56 by 32 here in the third quarter with 2.53 left on the Jazz Radio Network. Look out. He's incredible. Big T is entering the booth. And now, and now, now, get ready. Thurl Bailey joins Lock and Boo on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz lead 88-56. Up by 32. Thurl Bailey joins us now here in the third quarter. I have a question for you guys. When you're a fan of a team, when do you get concerned in the season? So if you're like an Indiana fan, and they just lost 110 to 99 to Cleveland tonight, still don't have Victor Oladipo, and now kind of that's their opening two games have been duds. If you're a Sacramento Kings fan, if you're Chicago and they lost by 24 tonight to Toronto, like when when in a season do you go, uh-oh, we're not what we thought we were? I can tell you right now that. <laughs> We have some fans that were worried in preseason. <laughs> right? I know, but they were Absolutely. wrong. Yeah. I want to know when you're right. Well, I, I think it's consistency. When you can see, not that you win them all, but you can see that your team, in this case, the Jazz, put together a number of games that look like this, right? Not necessarily blowouts, but things are flowing. Shots are like going. The defense is good. That's possession there where six guys touch the ball and there's only five on the floor. There you go. Jeff Green, three left corner was the end result after everyone touched multiple times and Donovan swung one extra pass. Boudier blows up a handoff here, knocks it away from Ariza. 35-year-old Trevor Ariza, left corner to Corey Joseph. Jazz up 91-58. Rashawn Holmes in the post, guarded by Moutier. Jazz double and Ingles just rips it out of his hands. Right side, Moutier. Drives the baseline, puts a shoulder in Bogdanovich, fades back and scores. There it is. I don't know if you heard us throw at the end of the last segment. Moody in his early part of his career thought he was an elite athlete because that's what he was in high school. He's not for the NBA. He doesn't get up over people. He doesn't beat people. He's stronger than people. And so in his early career, he would always try to go to the rim and he would almost never finish. Mm-hmm. And he would throw it away a lot. And last year, he added this kind of stop and mid-range step back 
shot around the basket, and that seems to have changed who he is as a player. As a result, 15 points a ball game and 45% from the field. For the Knicks, asterisk. For the Knicks. Yeah, someone has to score, even on the Knicks. Late roller was Davis. He kind of Moutier, right corner three, no good. Rebound comes down to Holmes. One of the things about Moutier's jump shot, he doesn't shoot at the peak of his jump. He has that hitch. Yep, he does. Comes almost, and almost shoots on the way down, right? Yeah, and it's more wrist action than So that momentum. means that when Donovan, beautiful crossover, stops, six-footer left side, no. It means that when he's shooting a longer distance, that... Question his range, yeah. Donovan diving after it, can't get it. Bogdanovich three for the Kings misses. Ariza, loose ball rebound. Jazz 93, Kings 58, 40 seconds left here in the third. I said that correctly, 93-48. Corey Joseph drives, throws it out to Gabriel. His three's no good. Thurl, yes, Corey, Corey Joseph, does he remind you of any point guard? This guy was a lot better than Corey Joseph, but they played the same. No, who is it? Utah reference. Has a Utah tie. Moutier driving, spinning, throws a pass huh. to the lady in the front row. Her husband is next to her. Her husband ducks. She's yelling at him. Don't you protect me. That ball's coming flying at me. You've got to step forward. He ducks out of the way. The ball flies off the side and caroms up the stairs. On, and she's own, a little bitter. She's <laughs> what if I thought we have three children to my left and you didn't step forward to block us at all. So you're on your own, baby. Are you thinking Darren Williams? <laughs> no, uh, Andre Miller. Oh, yeah. I see it now. Right? On the floor, slow, yep. at his own pace. Not as good. Not nearly as good. Yeah. Not a lot of lift. <laughs> like maybe none? <laughs> well. Hey, Andre never got hurt for a reason. He never got far enough off the ground to get hurt. I love Andre. Andre's one of my all-time favorites. Tell you what, he lasted a long time. Yeah, and he did. And took the Utes to the Final Four. Quarter comes to an end, and the Kings continue a string of miserable third quarters, and it is exactly what the doctor ordered for the Utah Jazz. 93-58 at the end of three. The Kings, who have been blitzed in every quarter, third quarter all year, are outscored 27 to 15 in this one. Thurl, thank you very much. All right, gentlemen. That is Big T, Thurl Bailey. Jazz lead it 93-58 on the Jazz Radio Network. to spur things on the but having looked really poor against Phoenix and in the second half against Portland the Utah Jazz were one in one coming off a tough night last night where they offensively struggled with Mike Conley having a tough run and the Jazz have blitzed the Sacramento Kings tonight 93-58 in one team I think a lot of questions are going to be answered after tonight and they'll move on and continue to progress and there are a lot of questions about a Sacramento Kings team that people thought, well, actually, the Kings thought was going to be a playoff team, but I never saw anyone else anywhere in the NBA ever project them as a playoff team. Dallas, maybe, New Orleans, maybe, te teams like that. But no, I never saw anyone other than a Kings kind of side of things ever say that, and the Jazz are showing maybe why. They, they do, Ron, I, well, there's this, a backstory a little bit to this. Ron and I watched the Phoenix game the other night, 
on the plane. Ron, people yeah. always ask me, what shows do you watch? I'm like, we watch the NBA. And so Ron and I watched Phoenix Sacramento on the plane, and they looked awful on that. And we were rolling back the film, trying to figure out what they were doing and could not come up, up, up with what their schemes were. Well, I think the Kings are finding out this is not preseason against the Jazz. Donovan driving, Spider spins, flips it up too long, rebound gets knocked out of bounds to the Kings. The Jazz, though, what questions have the Jazz answered tonight, Ron? Well, I think, the, you know how you can, I'm not going to mention any golf courses or anything, but you know well, how Well, we could talk about Glendale again this year. <laughs> But, you know, you, you we tried to play two Hale yesterday on a windy day. Yeah, exactly. So that that's you, you get healthy and, and things start to you materialize for you. You can see as a team, as a player, how things work. And so it's a great you, value you, to you, playing. You, you trust it. You often. trust it. Yes. It's a nice course. We could use Rose Park. You want to use Rose Park instead of our friends over at Glendale? Yeah, let's use Rose Park. Who wants Park, the free? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'd want the free pub if I was there. Lob down low to Ed Davis. He puts the left-hander off the glass and in the Jazz lead, 95-58. Driving, turning it over to the Kings. Moutier to the front court. Moutier driving at Yogi Ferrell, lost the basketball. That's the old Moutier right there. Yeah, he was going 90 miles an hour and was not under yep. control. Too fast, didn't know where he was going, tried to beat him, couldn't beat him, got caught in the air, turned it over. That's the part of his game he's trying to learn to develop without. Farrell inside, Davis cuts him off, pass back up top to Joseph. They used a lot of time on the clock and did nothing. Five on the shot clock, their half-court offense does not have a semblance of order. Joseph laid it up and in. Well, Luke Walton was asked pregame, how much of your playbook do you have in? And he said very little, and I hope that's true. 95-60, George Niang driving. Up top to Ed Davis, back to Moutier. Moutier and Davis navigate a pick and roll with Moutier driving and an offensive foul. Now this is what Quinn is not going to want to happen here. He want, he, he's going to want to stay in what's gotten them to where they are now. Stay with the system. Continue to play the way the Jazz are supposed to play. I mean, just don't start to get wild because you're up 35 points. Well, the Kings only have two fast break points the entire game. They came in on the opening two games with just miserable half-court games. And now they are in the half-court set again. Not their starters have played. Dwayne Dedman's back on the floor. Their other starting five has played two minutes as Holmes drives, goes one on, excuse me, Gabriel drives, but one-on-one on Jeff Green. Spins scored and is fouled. The Kings... Starters, Ron, have not been good in third quarters, and they got pulled early here in the third and have not come back on the floor. They've played three minutes and 21 seconds in the second in the second half. Don't have some soul searching here early a, in the year with this team. Early moment as a head coach to lay down the gauntlet like this. Interesting. Well, we're going to find out. They're going to Denver next. Pass for Moody A. Jeff Green. He just dropped it out of bounds. Kings try to push ahead. Playing on a back-to-back with the Kings. So are the Jazz. We got it at 315 last night. Farrell driving, scooping, and missing. Yogi Farrell's a great story. Went to Indiana. 
Jeff Green flares it out to Niang. Tough pass. He catches with the right hand now. Collects Joseph's all over him. Niang's working him back. Takes his Dirk Nowitzki imitation step back and hits it. George doesn't want to leave the ground, so that left foot never does. 97-63. Gabriel flips it out to Farrell, who's on a 10-day contract on an ESPN game for the Dallas Mavericks against the Portland Trailblazers when he went bananas and has been in the league ever since. Farrell shoots the three here and misses. Long rebound. Ingles gets it knocked away by Corey Joseph. 97-63. Somebody evidently has Joe Ingles on their fantasy team because they're screaming at him for not getting that rebound. Right side, Gabriel. Three no good. Deadman gets the board and Ed Davis just fouls it. Really, up 97-63. If you're a fan in the crowd in a 33-point game and you're screaming at Joe Ingles for letting that rebound get away, got the, money only, on the, the only explanation is he's on your fantasy team. But if he's on your fantasy team and you need rebounds out of Joe Ingles, you have a bad fantasy team. Joe Ingles is getting you threes. He's getting you assists. He's getting you a lot of stuff. But it's not rebounds that's going to make the difference for you. So let it go, buddy. Is this our guys down here? I don't know. I just heard it. I was like, are you kidding me? It's 97-65. Come on, Joe. Get the rebound. Really? Because you're going to lose your fantasy game this week by one rebound that Joe Ingles didn't get? Moutier drives, kicks to Niang. Three ball. Good. And the Jazz have 100 points with 8.16 left on their 17th three in 30 attempts. I think that's going to be the average that you think is going to be about 35. I'm, I'm with you. I think between Ingles. 30 and 35 Sorry, is... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Ingles got the rebound for the guy. <laughs> trying to help him out now. Right? I mean, I really think the number the Jazz want to do, Ron, is that their goal is to take 40% of their shots at the rim and 40% of their shots as threes. And it, no one's done that in league history, so it would be incredible. But that that's what they're try, that's their goal. They built a team for that. Yeah. Rudy's going to roll. Conley and Donovan are going to drive. Tonight, latest update I have, the Jazz have taken only 27% of their shots at the rim and 44%. But they have a lot of guys who like the mid-range. Here's Jeff Green floats up a mid-range shot. Moutier loves the mid-range. Conley likes the mid-range. Donovan likes the mid-range. It's, it's an effort to get to that number for this group because there's guys who like to play in the mid-range. Tonight, it's worked for the Jazz. They've hit 47% of the mid-range shots. Gabriel misses inside, and the Yang rebounds. 100 to 65. The Kings are at a. Ron, is this an overstatement that the Kings are at a crisis moment three games into a season? Like when you're 0 3, you've been blown out three times, and your coach takes your starters out three minutes into the second half and doesn't put them back in. Is that a crisis? I, I think you're, you're, you're onto something here, and I'm trying to remember the football coach that for the. Danny Green? Yeah. You are, we, they are who we thought they were, so. Well, they didn't think they were this. <laughs> yes. I mean, right now, they look like the 14th best team in the Western yeah, Conference yeah. if Memphis does what we think they're going to do. But Because Minnesota looks good. Carl Anthony Towns is playing great. New Orleans. Dallas is playing fabulously. 100 to 65. Jazz up by 35. We'll take a timeout with 2.20 left here in the fourth quarter on the Jazz Radio Network. Hey, 
What up? What? What's happening in the association? It's NBA Now on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Rose for three, and it's good. So he keeps him alive. That makes it 115-109 with 38 seconds to go. But even never got out of the harbor. Kemba steps to his right and drills another three. He's got 21 in the second half, 32 for the game. A reverse. He's good. Trey Young. He just gave the Hawks the lead, folks, on a dipsy doodle play. I mean, Trey's 31 points. That's one thing. But how about Vince Carter turning back the clock here in the fourth quarter? Bunch of scoring outbreaks on a busy night in the NBA. That's your NBA now. Jazz leading at 100 to 65. Boston beat New York 118 to 95. Atlanta won 103 99 behind Trey Young. Here's Yogi Ferrell to the basket. Emmanuel Moutier fouls him. Jeff Green and Emmanuel Moutier trying to figure out where they miscommunicated. Jazz in their mountain purple uniforms with the mountain on the left leg and across the chest. The Jazz Classic. logo looking like it's flying. And with 7.08 left here, the Jazz up 165. Stanton Kidd will come in. Gobert getting iced on the bench. As is Mike Conley getting set up. So they are not expected to return. That gets them ahead of getting out of here to go home. Yeah. Because most times they sit in the locker room after the ball game for 10 or 15 minutes, icing knees and ankles and all those kind of things. So. Moutier works into the block. He's got the smaller Farrell on him and an offensive foul on Moutier. There's the point of education. Pushed him out with the raw offhand. Yeah. Yep, he fully did. Moutier's arguing about it, but there's no question. Toronto 100 beat Chicago 108-84. Houston with... Russell Westbrook leading the way while James Harden struggles. 126-123 over New Orleans. San Antonio got a game winner late to beat Washington, 124-122. Our next opponent, the Phoenix Suns, lead the LA Clippers right now, 45-42. They're good. My numbers had Phoenix ninth in the West, Ron. I couldn't believe it, but maybe it's right. George Niang puts it on the deck. Trevor Ariza steals it. Ariza big steps to the basket, throws it behind Gabriel who retreats back out to the three-point line. Double dribbles, they don't call it. He slides underneath with a wild right-hander, no good. And Deadman goes over the back of Green, they don't call it, and it's Jazz Ball. You know why? Because nobody's walking but the mailman at this point. 100 to 67. Should I tell that story again? Yeah, why not? So I'm playing high school school baseball, because my college career included me having a California zip code for an ERA, so we don't talk about that. It's a cold night in San Francisco. And our team was up about 8-1. to one. And uh, I should change the story to 8 nothing so I sound better, but I think it was about 8-1. to one. And I'm walking out to the mound for the final two innings of this cold, foggy night at Keysar Field in San Francisco. And the umpire says to me, how you doing? I was like, good, we're up 8-1. to one. He goes, let me tell you what, put it anywhere close. Nobody's walking but the mailman. <laughs> I'm ready to go home, young man. <laughs> So I don't think anybody's walking but the mailman on whistles for the rest of the way, but Stanton Kidd just traveled. He actually did travel. Yeah, that's moving both feet before you put the ball on the floor. Point of education, guys. All this education you keep giving me, Ron Boone. Yeah. Ricky Rubio did not play tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Interesting. Don't know why. But 
Interesting note there. They started Javon Carter at point guard tonight. Really? They just lost DeAndre Eaton for 25 games. George Niang, left corner three on a Moutier give is good. 103-69. That is the Jazz 18th three. Last year against the Golden State Warriors, I think it was, the second game of the season, the Jazz went bananas from three. So it just took us three days instead of two games like last year. Last year was our second game of the year when the Jazz ignited. Another three, no good this time though. 103-71 is the score. The Utah in control and Yogi Ferrell puts in two. Quinn wants a timeout. Last year, the Utah Jazz Oh, maybe that was two years ago. Is that two years ago in our second game of the year against the Warriors when we went bananas from three? We played the Warriors early last year. It may have been. Yeah, so I thought it was last year. We played them twice, I think, in a matter of like 10 days. That's my memory. We'll find out whether my memory has any truth to it. We come back. 442 left. Jazz 103, Kings 73 on the Jazz Radio Network. Two left, Jazz 103 to 73. I was right, it was last year in the second game of the year. The Jazz hit 19 threes against the Golden State Warriors. Tonight the Jazz have 18 in the third game. The franchise record is 20. Well, we they have twice four minutes last and 42 year. seconds to go. San Antonio and New York. Two years ago it was against Charlotte we went bananas. That was the Rodney Hood game. 103-73, Jazz by 30. Niang goes down low to Moutier. Puts it up off the glass and in. Manuel Moutier has 10 points, four rebounds tonight, or four assists tonight. Mike Conley played 26, 24 minutes, had 12 points and eight assists. Got going tonight, had the ball in his hands a great deal more. Caleb Schwanigan into the game. Misses, and the rebound comes down to Nigel Williams-Goss, who's on the floor with Tony Bradley. George Niang, Stan Kidd, some of these guys looking for their first NBA points. And Stan Kidd gets called for a travel for the second straight time as he was about to launch for his first NBA points. And these hands are up in the air, so you get accustomed and so used to doing the same move. Now it's being called. Now you gotta think about it. It's gotta be a little unnerving, frankly, if you're him right now. You gotta think about it. Justin James works his way into the lane, draws a foul for the Kings. 105-73, boy, the emotions of these two teams leaving tonight are gonna be dramatically different. The Jazz were a little shook last night with how bad they were offensively by the Lakers, and frankly, Mike Conley was a little shook, and Quinn Snyder, Quinn Snyder was upset last night when we walked off the plane, Ron, and we chatted for a while as we have a chance for chicken here as the first free throw is no good, so let's stop for the most meaningful part of the night. The crowd on their feet. Chicken for all. Not just for people here, but for you too. Here we... Oh, he made it. Because it's statewide chicken now. But not tomorrow. This Chick-fil-A is not open on a Sunday. It is Saturday, right? Nigel Williams got three no good. That would have been his first NBA point. Moutier off a Bradley pick, tries to weave underneath it, then lobs it into Tony, who catches up high, dribbles, collects, over to Kidd for his first NBA points. He fires the three, it's no good. 105-74. 
three twisters. I walked off the plane with Quinn last night, Coach Snyder, and as James misses, and he was really upset about not having a day of practice. He's like, the killer here is we don't have practice. We had practice, we'd be all right. He was just all, you know, he's been watching film and was mad about 800 different plays. And uh, Niang, corner three, no good, rebound James. And I actually was thinking at the time, actually, I don't think so. I think playing tomorrow is the best thing that could happen to this group. And we had watched Sacramento, and so, I, you know, the thought was that maybe that wouldn't be so bad. Moutier's in the right corner for the Kings miss. But it was interesting, and I think that might turn out to be true, is that the fact not having practice and not having to stew over how much they were blown up last night turned out to be a benefit. Well, I remember Jerry Sloan used to harp on that as well. Practice time, getting practice. You know, you, you play four games in five nights, and you don't get a chance to practice. You know, he'd be very upset with that. Well, if you're not a coach who believes practice works, then you're Allen Iverson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moutier in the lane, free throw line, jump shot, no good. And Schwanigan is, seems to be the first guy we've seen who can move Tony Bradley out of the way for rebounds. Farrell kicks out to James. James, three, no good, and Niang rebounds. 105-74. Jazz have 18 threes tonight, too short of the franchise record. Niang drives, underhand scoop and a score. He went Joe Ingles. With the George Niang just stole Joe Ingles' left-hand ladle. Corey Joseph, coast to coast, lays it up and in. A fast break point for the Kings there. They had almost, had had two all night up to that moment. Niang on a curl. Terminates the dribble, flares it out to Kidd. He drives, loses the ball. It rolls over to Moutier. James Joseph diving after it, showing a lot of fight and energy. Knocks it to the ground. Moutier slow to get up. I think he's all right, though. Well, he's really slow to get up. Yeah, he's all right. Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles. Like, hey, dude, we've been iced for a while now. Get up. We got to go home. We're going to duck out of these media sessions. Tony Parks, you ask one extra question tonight, and we are going to just whack-a-mole you. Got in the bed at 3, 3.30 this right. morning. 107.76. Tony Bradley flying to the basket. Blocking foul and the bucket. He'll buy one. He'll get one free. Tony Parks, if you're listening tonight, know your audience. <laughs> 84 half-court possessions for the Kings, 10 in transition all night. Ron, let me say that again. We open the broadcast, and thanks to Paul Johnson on our stats tonight. He's done a great job with this. Uh, our, our topic tonight was keeping the Kings out of transition. Correct. So it's one thing to say they only have two fast break points. They've had 84 half-court possessions, 10 transition possessions the entire night. So even when they're in transition, they're not scoring. But it's so very few. This is a team, let me go back to where we opened the broadcast tonight. This is a Sacramento Kings team that last year, under Dave Yeager as the head coach, which might be different, played so fast, they took 57 shots a game in the first half of the shot clock. 57. Tonight, it'll be interesting to go, look, I don't think they have more than 10 or 12 shots in the first half of the shot clock, maybe 20. Another chance for chicken. But Yogi Ferrell can really shoot. But he missed. All right, here's the way it works. This is not just chicken for the 18,306 people. It is for the entire state. So cheering for the entire state. Yogi Ferrell makes the second pick. <laughs> 109. They boo him. So they boo him for making a, 
109-77. George Niang for three, no. 135 left, long outlet to James. He's at the basket, he lays it up and in, there's another fast break. The Kings came in 30th in the league in off-court offense, and they showed it tonight. Moutier driving to the basket, gives it behind to Bradley, slides by Caleb Swarn again, and he's fouled, and he'll get two free throws. Swanigan is quite a story. If you don't know it, he was actually homeless in Salt Lake City at one point in his life. Well, ended up at Purdue. It's a big body, 6'9". The game has gone the opposite of Caleb Schwanigan bodies. You just got to be able to move and cover ground now. Free throw for Tony Bradley is good. Tony really has been working hard with Vince Lagarza. Jazz assistant coach and improving his game. We've seen it, it's been obvious to everyone. And Tony makes both free throws. 111-79, this has been a blowout the whole way. Jazz led by 10 after one, 23 at the end of two, and by 35 at the end of three. This one was over for a long time. Since we're telling funny stories in a 11179, they've changed our broadcast booth. And tip of the hat to Jamie Gallegos, who's done an incredibly good job building this for us and making it work. And I have plexiglass on my right hand side now. And so I put my hand up on top of the plexiglass. Well, if you're watching and you look up to us, as my wife and daughter did, you cannot see the plexiglass. <laughs> Thank you. So they thought I was like Heil Hitlering the other night or something <laughs> terrible. They were like, what are you doing? They were like, this thought I was holding my hand out on top of the plexiglass. 111.79, Tony Bradley holds the left foot in the block. Works by Schwanigan, rolls the hook, top spins it over the rim and in. These moments are really nice for Tony Bradley. He's working awfully hard, and at least it might be in a blowout, but it's awfully nice for him to get some time. Well, the, and those moves that, he's, that he just made there are something that you're absolutely right. You've been working with Whitman's. And that's exactly what I was thinking, Ron. Like, you actually get to use it on somebody other than Vince. Vince is not a very good defensive player. 113 to 81. Jazz in total control. And Rudy Tom Jonovich used to say that every team goes through three or four storms in a season. And so you want the Mario Ellie, Matt Maloney types on your team because they can deal with the storms. Well, Sacramento's got their first storm of the season. And they're three games into the year. Because their starters played three minutes in the second half tonight. Buddy Heald just walks off in disgust over at Sacramento. He's not talking to anyone. The Jazz have blown out the Sacramento Kings 113-81 on a feel-good medicine night. You know, not to give a free plug to a drug company, but... This one was kind of like NyQuil. You're all congested, you can barely go to sleep, you feel terrible, and you take a little of that, you just have a feel all better, and that's exactly what this was for the Jazz. Jeff Green is with Tony Parks. Hey, thanks so much, David. Jeff, your team talked a lot about needing to be the team that hits first with the type of focus and the fire. How do you describe how personally this team has taken that so far this season? We're very serious. Uh, we know these last, I mean, even though we won the first game, we know it was something that we needed to take emphasis in. Uh, then we came out tonight with the right focus off of a back-to-back, and uh, we got the job done. Even after the first two games with the offense being what it was, there was a lot of patience and poise. Guys felt like that offense would come through. 
How do you describe the performance by Bogdanovich and everything clicking the way it did? Uh, it felt great. Uh, I'm glad uh, we got in a good rhythm. Guys made shots. Uh, but most importantly, we got stops and we got out, and uh, that allowed us to get easy shots. Thanks, Jeff. No problem. All right. I kept it at two. Back to you, Dave. Tony. <laughs> Tony, thank yes. you, Tony. I, I care about you. <laughs> we got in at 3.15 last night. What were you doing We're at leaving tomorrow at 2 o'clock. <laughs> I was using good load management exactly. uh, preparation yes, for those questions. Yes, that is perfect, yes. Tony. Tonight is a load locker room load management. <laughs> Jake Scott and Gordon Chiesa joining us now. Oh, it's fun when you can laugh. Everyone, you know, what's the Rudard Kipling? If you can keep your head when all those around you are losing yours or losing theirs, then you're a real man, my son, or something of that sort. I kind of butchered it. But, you know, it's easy to laugh when you're, you know, winning yeah. by 30. And Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich play great. So nice night for the Jazz, Gordy. Very much. It all started on defense. And you're right. You punch right on Dave, David and uh, Ron about defense transition. The Jazz got back recovery as a unit. They build the wall, they pointed to the ball, they stopped the ball, and they moved ahead of the play, and the Kings had no answers to that. The Kings perimeter players were absolutely unengaged due to the Jazz defense, and they didn't want to be there. Gordy, I know this is about the Jazz, not the Kings, but I find, I find basketball and teams interesting. I want your thoughts. Ron and I watched the Sacramento Phoenix game, which I don't suspect you did. They had no semblance of order in that game. They had no idea. What, it, it just was ugly. Equally as ugly as tonight. They're three games into the season. They had high playoff hopes. They're 0-3, and their starters played three minutes of the second half. How big a deal is that? A huge deal right now. They're absolutely reeling. It's their first test right now as far as their inner room courage, if they can respond and bounce back. So far, not they've not done a thing uh, as far as showing it this season. Oh, by the way, the Kings have the longest drought of not being in the playoffs. The last time they're in the playoffs was 2006. And I know, Ron, that you're a big political guy. The last time the Kings were in the playoffs, George W. Bush was the United States president. So that's a long, long time ago. And which, it, which Bush is that? George George W. Okay, I just want to yeah. check. No, not, not, not H. George W. 2006. And you can see, Ron and Dave, how it's all based on team play. And the Kings were not engaged, but the Jazz were. Very impressive. That ball was hopping on perimeter. The extra pass, and everyone knew what was going on. And they knocked down that shot. And Bondanovich was absolutely great. So was Donovan Mitchell. And the whole gang played at one for all, all for one. We opened the broadcast talking about this tonight. Uh, Mike Conley last year was getting 83 touches a game. He was only getting 50 in the first two games. He was used to getting the ball. He was used to touching the holding the ball about 40% of all the time he was on offense. With the Jazz, he was at 32%. Today, Quinn Snyder basically looked at him and said, it's your ball. Go get it. Go get it. Lead this team. Call the plays. Do what you need to do. How different did it look for Mike Conley tonight? He was absolutely engaged, and he was posing the ball. He came down the floor and was showing leadership. He was directing people. And also, when he passed that ball, he was hopping into screening action. So a lot of Bondanovich's uh, movement was because of Mike Conley 
passing, but also as a screener. Ron, they're running that wide screening action for Bogdanovich in the first quarter. He was flying off it, which we call velocity cutting, making a pull-up jump shot. And then Mike Conley add to that was that they were swinging the ball to him. He got the ball on the second side of the floor. So, David, if, if I was counseling Mike Conley, if, get, go get the ball in transition. But if not, when that ball comes to you, you've got to be ready to make a basketball play. Don't catch and hold. Catch and move and drive the ball to get something going for yourself. Yeah, and what the Jazz have done here, Gordy, is that they're putting the trust in the, in the Conley. At the beginning of the year, you know, David and I, as mentioned many times, we, we go to practice, we listen. And, and what the Jazz were trying to do at, in training camp was whoever got the basketball off the rim, other than Rudy Gobert, push it. Let's go. And uh, it just wasn't seen to be working for Conley. So now they put the ball in Conley's hands. Now, let's, let's go back a few years, maybe 1997 with John Stockton. And you were on that coaching staff. When the ball came off the rim, you looked for John Stockton, right? That is correct. Which and John mean, Stockton made the plays. That's right. Which means, though, if I don't get the ball, I am sprinting down the floor to get ahead of the play. Yeah. So I always say, don't have an attitude because you didn't get the ball. You've got to sprint down and make the defense have to guard you. If they don't guard you, you run through. And yeah. that, a lot of times, if you're a big guy, so like, say, George Niang or was, uh, we'll say Joe Engels, he'll drag down in transition on Bondanovich. So if you're the, the, the third or fourth trailer run, you're coming down, you're sprinting to half court and then timing your steps for that almost like hand back, handoff pass for what, that deep three drag down. Impressive. That early offense is great. It's great, and also, but it all starts on defense. We talk about offense all the time, and absolutely, it's eye-opening the way the Jazz shot tonight. But the Jazz were more physical. They took it right to the perimeter guys of the Kings, and the Kings didn't want to be here, and that is good for Jazz basketball. Gordy, you're the best. I love hearing you. Well, stay tuned because we've got uh, we've got a lot of that breakdown coming up with uh, with Coach Jay. David, what about George W. Bush? You know, what's up with him? Come on. <laughs> he's a painter now. Yeah, he's that? a painter. Yeah, he's an I artist. O- I only could wish, Gordy. <laughs> Let's I, add to it. Th- I did not think I would ever say that sentence in my lifetime, <laughs> but I could only wish. Okay. I wish right now that the Jazz keep, keep it rolling, and it all starts with everybody being connected. And that's what it, and I call it, David, sharing and caring. Yeah, they, and were, that, they were sharing and caring. They're actually sprinting and sharing is one of the lines Quinn uses. For the fast break. I think they'll the, Conley handle the ball extra tonight. They'll go back to rebound whoever rebounds goes. But they want on makes. They want Mike bringing up the ball and starting the offense. And we saw a change in that tonight. We actually we've seen two. I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what. And we get go on. They've actually made two significant adjustments. Three games into the season, they've made a significant defensive adjustment. We probably can't get into yet, just because of privacy. Right. And they've made an offense like that was an offensive adjustment tonight. Like Quinn is, and the crazy thing, Gordy, I'll tell you is, if you talk to Quinn, he'll often tell you, ten days before, like, I'm gonna let this keep going, but I think we're gonna have to do this in two weeks. Yeah. We're gonna have to do this in three weeks. Like he knows his team. He sees how it's going to play out. It's really quite interesting. And that's smart coaching, being proactive. In other words, where you let the players have their say and how it it evolves. Every great team evolves during the season four to five times. And for the Jazz right now, they're already evolving as far as different wrinkles to to showcase what they do best. Smart coaching is also hiding your non-strengths. 
So as the Jazz go forward, they'll, they'll try to hide some of the things that they don't do well against the elite okay, so teams. That, without getting into it, that's the defensive adjustment. Yeah, no, the elite teams. And right. so when you're playing against so the Clippers and teams like that, the Denver Nuggets, and the Jazz are right there, but the Jazz have to play a, a two-way game. So a lot of it is what's our strengths, how do we hide them, and most of all, let's play hounding and pounding defense. So what's, what you're saying is this. You have to make changes throughout the course of the year. You just can't play the same way every game that, for all season long because the, other, coach, other teams are good too, and coaches are smart as well. So you have to make those adjustments. Can I? Uh, and, yes. Go ahead. I was going to add one more thing. If you can build on that, I was going to change. I was going to give one more nugget before we were done. Let's do it. So, the question, the biggest question about the Jazz coming into the season was, could they be great defensively still? Okay. The standard of great defense is if you hold someone below a point of possession, right? Like Correct. League, league average is 1.1. So if Correct. you hold someone to one below 1.0, you win about 87% of your games, um, and you are, you know, that's incredible. The Jazz have done it all three nights so far to start the season. Hmm. All three nights, the opponent has been below a point of possession. And it all starts, what, with on-the-ball defense. So you, we add to that, so as far as the technical part of it, the, the point possession, it all starts where you don't get beat off the dribble consistently. So tonight's game, De'Aaron Fox hardly penetrated in the lane, and that helped the Jazz tremendously to stay solid. And the more times you, you guard your own man and remain solid, David, that goes to the point as far as a piggyback to it is that one, one point less possession, and that's absolutely important. David, Ron, great work as usual. Uh, have safe travels tomorrow, and we'll catch up with you guys in Phoenix on Monday. Let us know if Tony Parks can load manage. <laughs> we will do. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you, guys. All right, the Jazz, big win tonight over the uh, Sacramento Kings, 113-81. to Coach and I breaking it down. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. 